On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we talk NFL. We've got impressive wins, disappointing loss, big deal, no thing, and so much more. We've even got a special guest host who's starring himself all the way to the highlights. Y'all know who it is. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Or to be a part of the show, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at Carolina Sports Talk. Or to be a part of the fun, you can also join in on the Carolina Sports Talk Talks Back Facebook group at Carolina Sports Talk Talks Back. Man, there's got to be like some kind of like record for how many times you can say Carolina Sports Talk in one like intro 30 seconds. But as always, welcome in my main man and yours, DJ High Star in the building. Your Patriot Patty Studios and we have but, but not, but we here. It took Here you go. Go behind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell it them. Took, tell it. <laughs> you know how you can you know, tell me that you were in a college uh, talent show performing open mic poetry without telling me that you were at a college talent show performing open mic poetry. I mean, golly. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not it. Let me start over. Let me start over. Let me start over. You're just going uh, to leave again, it out there. You're not yeah, even going to tell the folks. Eight takes for you to come up with that wax poetic <laughs> jewel. Uh, you man, that's... A star in its own right, reaching to the highest of levels. Thank you. Thank you for the for the poetic introduction, man. I appreciate that. Listen, first of all, they don't know how many takes it took. It wasn't seven, but it was more like three. Nonetheless, <laughs> we got a special guest host this week. My dog, I said guest host, but you right. are the host. Like, what do you want me to do? But my dog taking the lead on this thing today. You know what I'm saying? Go on, make a shape. You feel me? I'm just how was your week? singing Let's it in the background. <laughs> My week was good, DJ High Star, man. Started a new job this week, you feel me? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give myself some pause. Please. You know what I mean? Out here yes. doing my thug thizzle, reaching the kids. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, big Cliff yeah. love the kids. So, you know. Yo, speaking of Big Cliff, and I know uh, we're we going to get to sports in a second. And um, I know y'all see you out here doing your lead thing, and I'm going to let you yeah, get right back to right, it. Kanye. But... <laughs> Now, the, the the meme that I sent you this morning, bro, if y'all ain't seen it, I'm not on social media. I'm assuming it's going around on social media. But it was really funny to Cliff, uh, simply because. Not as, to not as much to you. You're, you're the only hater, though, because everyone else at, at least got a chuckle because I sent it to several individuals. <laughs> could set the, the stage, but there's been a lot of AI pics of our childhood, uh-huh. Uh-huh. some of our favorite childhood you know, uh, characters, and um, it has, like, these different captions and stuff to it. Oh, so there's a bunch of them out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. what are some of the other characters that have gotten um, the treatment? The shorty from Frozen, I saw her with, a, okay. like, an iced-out grill, and it said mm. something about something. Um, you had uh, 
I mean, there's been a couple. I, I do want to say another example, but there's a couple uh, of them. Oh man, I'm trying to think. Um, well, in this particular one that I sent, while you're kind of doing a little mental research on it, it's got everyone's favorite dog, Clifford, the big red dog, but he's got like a hoodie on. He's got like some J's on. What are those fours with the electric light up bottoms? But the caption is what got to me, and 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 it was kind of fly. I enjoyed it. Somebody sent it to me, so I said I'm gonna send it to other people because it was dope. The caption says, "She called me a dog, so I left her on red." Big Cliff, not the little one. <laughs> yeah, Big it, it Cliff, back not the little one. Left her on red, not red, red. Oh, we, we know. You know what I mean? but it goes back to my prophetic. Um, <laughs> comedic set at, at Juneteenth where we're just Big Cliff, not the little one. That's one of my cringiest statements right now that's out that I really want us to leave in 23 when we get to the end of the year. So Dora, she's got one. Shout out to shout out to A22, man. My mm. dog Amy always coming through. But I knew that I could go to her page. To, my, let me see, see what it said. Now I want to read the caption. So Dora says, in my bag, just like I'm Dora, but they couldn't walk a mile in these boots. Uh, all right, Dora. And then she got the Tims on. All right, let's go. What yeah. time for Dora? <laughs> yeah, so, so there's a couple of different ones of those out there or whatnot. Um, she called me a dog, so I left her on red. All right. All right. All right. Big Cliff, not the little yeah, one. That's the part right there. <laughs> That's so that's the part. part that you didn't like. No, nah, and I don't. I don't. You don't like the phrase. A, Where did yeah. the phrase originate from? Because no one's been able to kind of give a point of reference. Yeah, I don't want to research that at all. At all, whatsoever. Now, so <laughs> to, to really back to sports, I wanted. To, Wait, we're going to talk about sports on the sports show. I wanted to mention to you that there's a what I call a sour spot in um, in the the sports sphere or world of sports, and I only say that. Because we've now entered the sweet spot Mm -hmm. of sports to Mm -hmm. where uh, we have opening night of the NBA. Mm -hmm. Just came off the heels of week seven in the NFL. NCAA football is up and rocking. Got homecomings. (laughs) Um, So that means that um, college basketball is is soon to start as well with, with a lot of those schools that don't have football teams. The World Series is on the is on its heels. We're in the NLCS uh, tonight uh, with the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. Women's basketball just finished and concluded, so it's just mm-hmm. a good hockey time. Hockey is getting started. Exactly. So I just want to take knowledge sports every night that man. it's a <clears throat> a sweet spot. And I know I had to I had to yeah, thank you because it kind of balances out the from the the sour spot it. exactly. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it, it feels good that there's always something on and, and we're about to, you know, and going into the holidays, it's always good to have just something on TV, live right, sports. Right, right. It's never. And it's literally going to be on, on every day. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um, one thing I wanted to ask you really quickly, yeah, please, and you, you talk about do. it um, in uh, pregame or the pre-show, that summertime is a little different because there's literally just baseball. How do you compare, I guess, the times and the seasons, what is your favorite season? Is it the fall in this sweet spot here? Is it in the spring when you've got college basketball ramping up, the finals, yeah, NBA, it, I mean, NFL got Super Bowl coming up? Like, what, what's, what's yeah, your favorite? Is that um, March Madness, Super Bowl, March Madness, Grammys, 
and you know that kind of lead you into the NBA Finals into that like early spring that that time definitely. See, I, 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 I and I asked the question because and it I really do comes off the heels of the NCAA mm-hmm. March Madness and all that, right? I well, love I'm that time. Football. Like I'm saying, like the end of January or beginning. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Like, it's kind of bleed January. one to each other. Yeah. The only reason, and I thought about that, and that's what made me pose the question. I do like that time of the year, but the only thing is that it feels like it, like in that moment, it feels like it's beginning of the end. Because if you think about the NBA playoffs and there's games, multiple games a night, and it's exciting and it's like, but it burns out so quick and it feels like you go four games tonight and then the next week it's like, okay, well, it's, it's only two games on tonight. And then once you start moving into like the conference finals, then it's only a couple of, and so it just kind of beginning of the end for a me. Lo- a lot of sports fans that argue, not myself, but a lot of sports fans that argue um, that that's the most exciting time for the NBA. Mm. And, and I could see the argument, but I, I think you mentioned it, and as you kicked off and talked about with this time of year, hockey, football, basketball, um, soccer, just wrapping up. Really, like it's it's it yeah. nothing. And, this and to for your me. point, if you have a team, at least they kind of somewhat have a shot. If you know, unless you're the Carolina Panthers, but at least they <laughs> would kind of have a shot at. You know, you have some hope. Whereas in that springtime, mm-hmm. you already know if it's if it's a wrap, it's a wrap. You know, um, there's there's not that much optimism there. So I'll tell you um, where there was some optimism at, though. Where was that? Uh, this past weekend with the NFL, man. Uh, there's a lot of optimism out there for a lot of teams. Uh, if you would do the honors, perhaps, and and kind of run down the scores. Absolutely. Week seven in the NFL kicked off on Thursday. There was a football game. Yeah, that I, that was the Jaguars. I want to say. Oh, that's loud. That was, <laughs> but be nah, easy, my bad. <laughs> I was I was surprised that they wasn't in London or whatnot. That was they they had played the Saints on Sunday. I mean on Thursday. And I'm about to say because why am I not? Here we go. And on Thursday night, October the 19th, the Jaguars took care of business against the Saints 31-24. Falcons over the Bucks 16-13. Bears take down the Raiders 30-12. The Browns taking care of the quarterback list Colts 39-38. We'll talk about that one a little bit. Giants over the Commanders 14-7. Ravens take down and over and just, wow. The, uh, the Lions 38-6. Patriots over the Bills, 29-25. Seahawks over the Cards, 20-10. Steelers over the Rams, 24-17. Chiefs take care of the Chargers, 31-17. The Packers fall to the Broncos, 19-17. Eagles over the Dolphins, 31-17. And in Monday Night Football, the Minnesota Vikings handle the 49ers of San Francisco, 22-17. Hmm. A lot of big games. I, I think there's no better way uh, to dissect these games than to start off with a little impressive win, disappointing loss. Lady, just impressive wins, yeah. disappointing loss. We're working it out, but I, <laughs> I like this segment. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with that. I think from the weekend. Okay. Um, which side of the coin do you want to start on? The impressive win or the disappointing loss? I'll jump disappointing loss. All right, let's get to it. All right, my disappointing loss of this week. It's going it's going to sound kind of crazy. It's going to sound kind of crazy. But it's going to be the Washington Commanders. Okay. Um 
I lied. No, I'm not. I'm going uh, Lions. Uh, <laughs> I'm going Lions. Okay. I, I, I've okay. been hyping them all year. I've been on a train, and I think that's what I'm just going to, at this point, going to start giving teams to kiss of death. I'm going to start saying how much I like them and how much I really feel like they're a contender and all of that, just so they'll Channel do like power. this. Yeah. Exactly, and lose, <laughs> lay an egg. Because then that way, if they lose and lay an egg, then I've cursed them effectively. If they win, <laughs> now I sound like I know what I'm talking about. But the Ravens are a good team. We've talked about how they are, but I didn't expect a six-point performance by the Lions. It was really disappointing. Um, and if they're going to look to be able to try to say that they're going to be something and actually make a run realistically in mm-hmm. the NFC, they've got to have – a bit more consistent play. Um, now we know Jameer Gibbs doing his thing. He had 11 carries, 68 yards, a touchdown. But Jared Goff, bro, and that just just the bad picks at the wrong time. Um, they they they've got the good team. I just want to see a, a higher level of consistency. Yeah, I know the same could be said about the 49ers. I, I don't know if that's going to be one of yours or an honorable mention. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah stay on down. Yours. Stay, yeah, stay yeah, where yeah, you're exactly. at. Still got honorable mentions. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm not giving honorable mentions. I'll leave that exclusively for you. So that being said, yeah, the Lions um, and their lack of consistency and just kind of laying an egg, that that definitely for me is going to be my most disappointing loss of the week. For you, what you got? Um, my disappointing loss of the week goes to the Los Angeles Rams. Um, mm. They uh, dropped a, a game to the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-17. to The Steelers go on uh, a 4-2 record. And I think I believe they're probably like one game or two games kind of away from um, from first place, uh, just because of how this weekend went. We'll talk about it. But the Rams they improved to three and f- I mean, excuse me, they they dropped to three and four. And uh, I'm not sure if you saw that game, but the the way that the game ended, it was very peculiar. Uh, it was a lot of sloppy football. Uh, there was one in particular, like double penalty. Um, where a receiver taunted from Pittsburgh, he had, he had, he got called for taunting, and on on the uh, defense side, it may have been like a hold or something like that, but it got negated. Um, but Pittsburgh was trying to give the game to Los Angeles, and they were like, much. "No, we don't want it. You take yeah. it." Yeah, and um, what eventually happened was, I believe it was, and ah man, I hate that I'm not certain on this, but it was like a line, it, it was a line of scrimmage thing, um, mm-hmm. where it was only. like a fourth down. Uh, and they didn't get the they didn't get the um, get the first yeah as far as Pittsburgh mm-hmm. but Los Angeles they were outside of the two minute warning and they had no timeouts left so uh, they couldn't even go and get it reviewed because they were inside they were outside of two minutes mm. or whatnot and and that eventually costed them the game. Um, where you know they were forfeited and they had to turn the ball, so it may have been Los Angeles um, had the uh, had possession. But one thing's for sure, I know that Be Easy is screaming at his his uh, radio right now or whatnot um, or speaker, smart speaker, and telling us exactly what happened. Uh, but that was my disappointing loss, though, was the Rams uh, to Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I was gonna say, did you want to go into any of your honorable mentions for disappointing losses? No. Okay. Well, let's let's go ahead and turn up on the impressive wins. Okay. I th- let me go ahead and get started on that because it's funny that you had a 
Oh, and I, I did want to say about the Pittsburgh game, though. That was a disappointing win and loss for me. <laughs> uh, but uh, Either way you look at it, just yeah, disappointing. It was exactly. a disappointing game. <laughs> so my impressive win actually goes to Lamar Jackson and the body more mm-hmm. Murderland, Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, because when I think impressive win, it's either from someone that I don't expect to deliver and they end up performing mm-hmm. or someone that I have that anticipation of them you know, perform and pause, and then they actually, they deliver, they execute at the highest level. This is arguably one of his best games this season against the Lions. They scored um, every quarter. The Lions didn't end up scoring until the end of the game, um, or in the fourth quarter, rather. Um, and Lamar Jackson, he just got everybody involved, and, he, you know, he did his thing. My, it, my impressive win of the week is going to go to the Minnesota Vikings over the mm, 49ers. That was a close second for me. I was yeah. I was in consideration of having that be a disappointing loss, and I, I alluded to <laughs> it slightly. But as I thought about it and the flow of the game, Minnesota won that game. Absolutely. With that defensive tenacity that they had really from start to finish, they made a couple of mistakes. And that offense, um, just Justin, Justin Jefferson being out and um, what's the young kid's name? Addison. Uh, yeah, Addison balling like he did, even when, when having, I'm pretty sure that they said, oh, he's got cramps. No, he hurt himself. They went and shot him up and brought him back out, but I'm, I'm going to let them live. But the offensive line is garbage. Um, and they played last night at a level that was at least a semblance of who they can be, and they showed a whole lot of grit. They wanted that game more than 49ers did, and 49ers being more talented, not, granted, Debo not being there, yeah, I was gonna missing that. out yeah, one of their defensive um, guys, but you still had you still got Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, and a bunch of those other ones, uh, Kittle out there, so they still got athletes. But even some that would want to hang it on the head of Brock Purdy making those mistakes, um, I give it exclusively to the Vikings defense for stepping up and doing what they did. And Absolutely. so they, they, they won that game and it was an impressive win. Now they trashed. They're not going to do nothing the rest of the season. Ain't like they're going to win in the Super Bowl or the playoffs and nothing like that. But that was an impressive win against a really, really good, high quality 49ers team. I agree. I, I definitely agree. Like I said, they, they were one of the games that I was struggling with of, a, um, you know, impressive win or disappointing loss. Um, but in a, a, amongst a lot of lot of other games, um, but that brought me to the next segment that I kind of wanted to, or question that I wanted to pose to you. Uh, I've seen a lot of great quarterback performances this past weekend, mm-hmm. and want, you know I highlighted Lamar Jackson already, but wanted to you know bring up a couple, you know your people's um, Diane Tanner or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, Roseanne's daughter. Okay. Kermy out in uh, Kansas City, he did his thing. Thank you, man. <laughs> See, sometimes when it takes that long for a joke to land, that just means that just shows the excellence and the greatness in it. That's what it is. It's above <clears> my head. But yeah, uh, you know, if you guys didn't know, um, it was revealed <laughs> that Kansas City, you good over there? It was revealed that. Did you, you call him Roseanne's daughter, bro? It was revealed, I didn't call him that, that Kansas City quarterback played Roseanne's daughter. It's Diane, right? Diane? With the dark hair? No. You're talking about on the show, Roseanne? Yeah. What's the daughter's name? In real life or on the show? No, on the show. I don't know. I'm about to look now. Yeah, it's Diane. 
Keep going though, because we still record. Oh, I was about to say you was about to. Oh, okay. Do you want to stop it? We can no, stop no, it. No, 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 then no. Then we can no, run no. it. Exactly. So, anyways, but uh, what I was saying, all of that for is he did his thing as well this weekend. All right, that was one of the top quarterback performances uh, that that you know stood out to me. It was because <laughs> <laughs> he's finding out in real time. It was because the Panthers wasn't playing. I didn't have nothing to worry about with that. Um, but Jalen Hurts as well. Jalen Hurts did his thing. Um, I think he might have threw one pick. He always shows resiliency with with his turnovers and stuff like that, and he bounces back and finds a way to win. Darlene? Oh, Darlene. 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 And what it, I don't know what their last name is. I don't care. Connor. But, okay, Connor. Yeah. I knew that part. So, Darlene, okay, I was Connor, thinking Becky house. Connor. I was thinking um uh full house with the Tanner thing. But nevertheless. Nevertheless, so how Darlene, is it? No, no, Connor, we, okay. I'm gonna let you live. No, no, no. Yeah, it's not your fault. Okay. It's not at all. <laughs> but uh so anyways, Darlene Connor did it. Or Diane Tanner. Exactly. <laughs> we could call the episode that, but Diane Tanner. Yes. This episode is brought to you Diane. by DJ High Star, Diane Tanner's favorite character. <laughs> so nevertheless, top Go quarterback ahead. performances. Honestly, you, you nail head. You hit it. Pause. Oh. Um, hey, yo. But now um Patrick Mahomes. Signed a $500 million contract for a reason. He is honestly above and beyond what the other players in this league. Even when he has a bad game, it's like he's like the most interesting man you know. Like he's just that guy. Four touchdowns, 424 yards, and an interception against a quality San Diego, Los Angeles uh, team that I I don't know what's going on with Justin Herbert. Now, and I want to talk about that really quickly. I didn't mention it. If I had, I guess, an honorable loss, honorable mention for a loss, it would be him. In watching Justin Herbert play, I want to pose this question to you. Is it time to label him a bust? No, I, I think there's – So I was just kind of mentioning this to Mixed Master T, but there will be the next two or three years, because of the level of parity, there's going to be – where the cream, uh, you know, rises to the top, the, the the cream of the crop, if you will, um, like the the top, like you're gonna have to be so so proficient at your job to stand out mm-hmm. that there's gonna be a tier below that. So you know, when we were coming up, maybe the Philip Rivers of the world, respect respectfully, but um, <laughs> you know, is it, he's just in a, in another tier. He's right now going through some rough patches. We're going to see, I think, the ebbs and flows of a lot of these young quarterbacks where they have these slumps and then they have these hot streaks and stuff like that um, just because of the because of the schedule, because of injuries and uh, personnel and things like that. But no, I don't think that he's a bust. I do. Um, and, and, yeah, and here's that's why. why you asked the question. <laughs> I said, is it time to label him? You say, yeah, I don't even think he is. No, is he's not only is it time, he has shown himself just kind of to be who he's been like in the biggest moments and not even in the biggest moments. I keep wanting to give him because I've been a Justin Herbert supporter. When we didn't draft him, I felt some kind of way just because he had the intangibles. He's got the size, he's got the arm strength. He's got even the mentality to do it, but he just continually and consistently makes terrible mistakes at the wrong times. Like is it's unfortunate. Um, and, and really kind of frustrating. I'm trying to pull the stats to, to give, be able to support what I'm saying. Um, but he's just n- not capable of elevating a team towards winning and being 
the kind of quarterback that so many have expected him to be. Now, as I'm looking over his just kind of generic slots um, and games, he plays. He plays a bunch. He does. He's not hurt. Not hurt a lot. But looking at completion percentages, he he's all over the place. From fifty three anywhere up to seventy five to sixty. But if you look at that in the record, it doesn't reflect because even in the games that he's good, they lose. And so it's just it, it doesn't seem like he's the type of quarterback that is able or capable and has definitely not shown it to this point to be able to step up and and be that next level type of quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's a little frustrating because, again, he does have the capabilities and the talent. He just doesn't seem to be kind of putting it all together. So I would not be surprised if more folks sooner start saying that, yo, this guy is a bust. Yeah. I mean, you know, time will tell. On the other side of that coin with that uh, certain matchup, um, the Chiefs, they, they put up a stat line during the game where um, I want to say it was past – it was it was for these like the five years or whatnot that um, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have been together. Um, their winning percentage was in the eight hundreds over Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and Bart Starr and Lombardi. I want to say, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was a it was a crazy stat. But just to to that point, um, you know, going up against Kansas City, going up against a lot of those West Coast teams and stuff like that. Uh, it's it, it's tough. It's going to be a tough schedule for him and stuff like that. And you got to learn the tough way how to how to win if you if you if you have that will to win um, or whatnot. So um, the other quarterback that I did want to highlight uh, real quickly was Kirk Cousins. Um, I, again, I think he performed, did his thing out there. Um, you know, um, with the against the 49ers defense um, that still had a, a lot of their um, guys. So. You know, shout out to him, and I think that he was one of the top quarterback performances um, of the weekend. And I think there's a good time for me to go ahead and highlight that I went three and zero in my fantasy <laughs> this weekend. My three starting quarterbacks: Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Geno Smith. So your baby father could never. So exactly. Shout out to shout, shout out to all of those guys. Another part um, of the NFL weekend that stood out to me was some impactful losses that um, were suffered by some teams and, and some, I guess, statement losses. I would want to call them. Um, oh, real, real quick before you go out there. Oh, of course, yeah. Please. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm, take over. Yeah, I'm just doing what you do. Grab the wheel. <laughs> Yo, dog. I'm saying uh, not to we're cut you off. For, yeah, we're waiting <laughs> for the point. Nah, just play. Go ahead. All right, real quick. Top three teams in in the AFC are the Chiefs, the Ravens, and um, I think it's the Jaguars. Chiefs, Jaguars. Yes, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Jaguars. If I tell you right now, pick one of them to go to the Super Bowl. Who is it? Chiefs, Ravens, the Ravens, Ravens. Okay, and the top three in the A in the NFC are the Eagles, the Niners, and the surprising. Detroit Lions. If you got to pick one of those, who is going to the Super Bowl? The Eagles. Eagles over the Niners. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, I think that's a perfect segue into. Well, go ahead with yours. I I I I would probably pick Niners over the Eagles. And your AFC. And the AFC probably Chiefs. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. A hot take. 
That's cool. Mm, it's hot. Uh, right. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of yeah, lukewarm. But uh, with the impactful losses, I think that that kind of speaks to that question that you asked because a lot of those teams fell out of the uh, rankings or the options, if you will, for me because of the performances this past weekend. One mm. in particular, the Detroit Lions. We talked about that a little bit. Um, yeah, they, you know, just again, the way that they. Uh, failed to show up uh, in this big game, um, you know, kind of knocked them out of contention for me. Um, one other, you know, team, of course, was the Miami Dolphins. Um, they looked bad this week. And and where the question began to be brought up multiple times about with regards to Miami, um, you know, can they can they rise to the occasion against good teams? Um, I think the argument could be made that they've kind of had an easy schedule and uh, a lot of the teams that they've um, beat, they made them look like world beaters and stuff like that. Shout and, out to Denver. Um, and now we kind of see after, you know, several weeks in the season, injuries, things like that, stuff starting to take sh- take shape. Uh, they have a couple of losses that are, are pretty telling or whatnot. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think – Along those same lines, there was a really bad loss this week that we forgot to talk about that probably should have been at least minimum one of my um, honorable mentions. And that loss goes out to the Carolina Panthers, yeah. who uh, lost What's to the, the bye week uh, 42 to nothing. Yeah. They lost yeah, to the bye week out. this week. Um, so shout out to the Panthers. Another one bites the dust. Yeah. I mean, I thought we had a shot this week at least. <laughs> I kind of went in. I didn't put nobody on for my fantasy or nothing Listen. like that. Look, all of this, all of the bye week starters were out. Yeah, they look bad. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to the bye week and their performance. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It whipped our butt. We got. So yeah, yeah, definitely, (sighs) definitely agree. Um, Some other impactful losses: the Bills dropping to the Patriots. Um, It just makes that division again, along with the Dolphins. Uh, loss it makes that division just up for the taking up for the grabbing if you will mm-hmm. or that much more interesting are the bills booty or was it just a good game by the patriots i say it's a good game by the patriots um it was first of all an entertaining game when you look and really break it down the bills have you know one uh well they had a fumble that they lost but also an interception uh with josh allen and then uh the penalty thing they had nine penalties for 46 yards. The Patriots had eight penalties for 59 yards, but they um, dominated the time of possession. Mm-hmm. They actually had 24 first downs uh, to the Patriots, 21 first downs. It's just that the Patriots fought. They It was a game that they needed to win. Also, it being a division game or, or whatnot, we saw you know how division foes always play each other as well, so. It was a, I would say it was more of a oppressive win and a dominating win or a, a good win from the Patriots versus the Bills being a, a sorry team because they still they, they performed. Yeah, you, you, you touched on something that kind of stood out to me specifically that it's a divisional foe. It's somebody who you typically see twice a year. Um, you know each other well, and so you, you can get the best of a team if you can you know, out-strategize them in a certain game. And I think – this might have been a Bill Belichick game that just kind of he, he helped out coach himself uh, out, or his counterpart, rather, into a victory. So shout out. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Patriots, man. One time. Yeah. So, yeah, teams like like the Bills, the Lions, um, the Dolphins, uh, 
well, see, to me, like the Dolphins and the Niners, is not that they uh, drop down to a certain tier or, or another level. It's just that uh, they they have a formula of beating them. And then we all, always also know, I wanted to bring this up the other week real quickly with the Chiefs. Outside of, see, the years that they had Tyreek Hill, I think I may have, I'm not sure, but the years that they had Tyreek Hill, there was a threat there. And, right. And right now it's it's mm-hmm. Kelsey, Pacheco, McKinnon. And Who's, who, is, who are people afraid of down deep to just beat them over the top like that? Right. Not right Tony, now? not Vantes, Cantlin. Not, not at all. Yeah, not Rice. Um, and, and so they're able to play him a lot closer to the line of scrimmage and just kind of, even though I will say this, that they still dink and dunk enough to be able to absolutely. be effective and, and just strategic and just out of no place and, him being a magician. But Absolutely, they don't have that over the top threat. Go ahead. A game like this past week, though, um, he he was able to actually get a lot of them involved and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Spread the ball around, right? Like he like he would want to, but it takes us back to week one, where your prediction about Detroit and the way that they mm-hmm. clamped them down or, or performed, it you know it was a testament to what you were saying and what we're saying now with regards to the Chiefs. But but it, you know again, like I said, um, Patrick. Or Darlene performed um, <laughs> performed well. Diantana. Um, so outside of uh, now, that just sounds like a hip hop song. Okay. <laughs> Diantana, Diantana. You could just hear the bass squad in eight oh eight. My fault. Go ahead. You were saying no, nah, no, nah, no. Nah, you're fine. And he said, now that just sounds like a hip hop song for those who are inquiring. Um, but yeah, so that wraps up the biggest losses for the week for me. Um, yeah, so I, I wanted to get to it because it's week seven. Mm-hmm. Did you have any other thing with the big losses by any chance? By any way, you know, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we good on it. Okay, so it's week seven, pretty much getting towards the middle of the season. A lot of teams are starting to get bye weeks and stuff like that. As you heard, Carolina uh lost one to a bye week this past week, but uh, I wanted to bring up some. Midweek trivia, man, and I think it's a series we may be able to do for for three, you know, four times throughout the middle of the season. But this is mid-season trivia that I want to present to you, Big Cliff. Mid-season trivia! Thank you for the, and brought to you by <laughs> Newton. So, uh, first question. Question number one. Who is Roseanne's... That's what you call a callback in the uh, industry But no, so I wanted to ask you Do you know who leads currently The league in touchdowns thrown If you had to If you had to say I wish we had kind of asked I had it on the old board Exactly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's not going to work <laughs> uh, If I had to guess I would probably say Patrick Mahomes Okay Well and I'm going to give the audience time to To guess but No that is Not correct Okay. Uh, the current leader and touchdowns is actually Kirk Cousins. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, let's get the number up here. And uh, well, we could ask we could ask Siri uh, whenever we have a chance. But 
Yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins actually leads the league right now. Okay. So that leads me to my second question. This is a little bit more, you know, um, this is multiple choice, rather. Uh, one quarterback in the league has taken 40 sacks this season. Is it Daniel Jones, Sam Howell, or Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson's been getting sacked a lot less this season, although he's still getting some. Um, so this is going to be a segment where Big Cliff talks his uh, answer through. What time? I'm here for it. I'm here for um, And Daniel Jones has been hurt a lot, so I don't know that he's been in enough. to. Well, then he did have, was it the Seahawks that scored? It's got to be Daniel Jones because he got eight in one night. So uh, let's go with Daniel Jones. And and you were speaking about this Carolina sports chain, uh, so this may be something where we could, you know, go back uh, and forth. Yeah, exactly, because that's another one that you that that you got wrong. Uh, Sam Howell, <laughs> <laughs> Sam Howell of the Washington Redskins. <laughs> you know, got another one wrong. For taking forty sacks. That's crazy. This How season, is, uh, many, this far, the second person's probably got I think twenty eight. Uh, but Daniel what were Jones? you gonna? How many um, is he? Because again, yeah, he's got a no, game where he had they were up there. He was sacked ten times in a game, bro. So he's got right. to be <laughs> somewhere very clearly near the top. And then the last question: One of these quarterbacks have thrown eight interceptions this season, um, and it ties. Um, I forget. Oh man, my gosh! But anyways, Mac Jones, Jared Allen, or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Uh, so you got the last one in there. Um, yeah, congratulations, <laughs> round of applause, or whatever like that. Okay, appreciate you, I guess. Appreciate uh, but so you went one for three. Hold up, hold up, one though. Three. No, no, ain't no hold up. You went one for three. So I went one. The game's for three. over. Yeah, the game's over. No, it's no, not. Though, it's oddly <laughs> enough, sir, I just happen to have three trivia questions for you. Except my we have to now go this to game the de- out. Mine just happen to go to the de- defensive side of the ball. So your first question, sir. And you can now put your phone up. Don't be Googling. Nah, 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 none of that. None of that's going on. Integrity's here. First one was just an open. So which player leads the NFL in sacks this season? I will go with TJ Watt. Oh, so very close. TJ Watt is actually second with eight in number one spot. Daniil Hunter with the Minnesota Vikings. So, unfortunately, you are now all of one. So, I like where your head is going. This next one will be a multiple choice. You didn't realize it was going to be reciprocated, but you know, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine because we can, like I said, it's going to be every week. That's fine. Which I, one I of just, these I, three yeah. players leads the NFL in total tackles? Is it Foyesad Olukum with the Jacksonville Jaguars? T.J. Edwards of the Chicago Bears or Zaire Franklin of the Indianapolis Colts? Zaire Franklin. <laughs> and there's not even no um, rhyme or reason to why I picked that. I, I knew what trajectory he was on the first couple weeks as okay. far as being a leading tackler with the Colts. So, yeah. Zaire. Yeah, yeah, absolutely correct. Zaire with 88 tackles currently leads the NFL. All right. So, staying on the defensive side for your last question, 
Which one of these players has four interceptions and currently leads the NFL? Is it Geno Stone? Jesse Bates III of Atlanta, Geno Stone being of Baltimore, or Jordan Whitehead of the New York Jets? And who is the second one? The Jesse, Jesse Bates III of Atlanta. Okay, yeah, Jesse Bates III. <laughs> you were ready to fish that button. Unfortunately, no, he Whitehead. does have three. Geno Stone of the okay. Baltimore Ravens leads wow. the league with four interceptions. The team, so. I'll, yeah, I'll leave. I'll leave the questions. That's 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 cool because <laughs> yeah, that, that's cool though. That's cool. Uh, Touche. So one for three and one for three. So there we it's go. A so I like. Draw. All right, I think man. We might have to kind of get, yeah, get we'll, a little, we'll, little we'll jazzy find with that. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cue up the NCAA music. No, he doesn't have any, y'all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, anyways, we're gonna move on to NCAA for the weekend. <laughs> We were talking about it a little bit earlier. I felt like, or I introduced it to you and said, hey, man, it was quite uneventful. And uh, you was like, nah. oh, yeah, you was like, oh, just because Colorado, because you know, Colorado. had a bye yeah. week. And I was like, yeah, to me, like, because of, um, again, the I've, I've admitted early in the season that they, they're responsible for me even paying attention to college football again this season. But um, there was some college football that happened, uh, some pretty good games that went on this past weekend. Sometimes I just want to run a car. Um, yeah, so outside of that, uh, uh, some people went to sleep on a Clemson game and woke up and Miami won. So shout out to the cat. Yeah, we we having an eclectic show today, but the Hurricanes won uh, and beat uh, Clemson Tigers. But I think in that same, uh, when we're talking about AC, when we're talking about NCAA football, and we started talking about the Blue Bloods and mm-hmm. basketball teams, we kind of jinxed. Them. We definitely jinxed them because uh, so. Kentucky lost, North Carolina lost, and Duke lost. Sounds like a madness march. Tuesday in NCAA, but no, for real, they seem took to, those L's. Yeah. Uh, any other um, games before we get to the black schools? But any other games stood out to you with top twenty-five? <laughs> you said I could lead the show today, y'all. <laughs> so I'm sorry, y'all. Yo, <laughs> you said I could lead the show today. Before we get to, uh, <laughs> I thought, but didn't we lead off with Colorado? Hey. <laughs> I see what you did there. All right. <laughs> Um, no, Carolina took another loss this week. Um, gladly and luckily, the coach didn't break his other foot this week, though. So there's that. So shout out to them. Bright spots for South Carolina. Um, Caleb out there out west. Took an L. Would you like to elaborate on it at all? Or is it kind of... it? it um, first first things first with it. It's, <laughs> it's showing, of course, the... The, the chinks in the team itself or the opportunities in the team is at their defense. Of Factual. course, we've talked about that. People get scoring them. But um, I saw some funny stuff out there that actually said. <laughs> oh, what did it say? <laughs> it said Caleb Williams is counter tanking. <laughs> <laughs> and actually driving his stock down so that he doesn't. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I like man. the yeah, counter yeah. tanking. It was hilarious. It was so, hilarious when I saw that. Because clearly he doesn't want to go to Chicago. He's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm not the best. Y'all got it. Somebody else. <laughs> Y'all boy, go ahead. Shador, somebody. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, was, that was very funny what I saw. 
Now, uh, cue up the Soul Train line, y'all. <laughs> well, because it was homecoming time. And, I mean, and down in Columbia, South Carolina, uh, we had a good time down there, y'all. Homecoming season yeah, 2023. Benedict College, Columbia, South Carolina. Charlie W. Johnson Stadium. It was going down in a major way where the Benedict Tigers took down the Kentucky State Thoroughbreds by a score of 63 to 14. All right, so this is where we're going to start off with the homecoming. Uh, got uh, um, all access passes, courtesy of Pro Fight, always looking out. Thank you, uh, as to always. Yeah, man. And, um, and shout out to, to you know, staff always showing us love. We, so I say us, I mean me and uh, Ashton, we were up there. Uh, on the third floor, uh, actually got to see Big Cliff in action, pause, uh, doing his job as far as announcing and all of that. Uh, but outside of that, he did a great job. Um, then actually preceding that, though, uh, Ashton and myself, we went on the field and with the all-access passes, actually took advantage of the all-access passes. So that was that was pretty dope. Got that down on the field. Met with a lot of the bros on the side, um, on the sideline. So that was pretty cool as well. Um, when we saw which direction the game was going, and that it was uh, <laughs> a business as usual for the Benedict Tigers, uh-huh. we went to the tailgate, and that's where the party started. Now I do want to say this: shout out to Be Easy. I sh- saw him and Kane out there uh, from the Kane is Able podcast, and of course DJ Blaze Radio. Uh, show podcast but um i had a cigar in my hand and uh i was like uh just chopping it up would be easy and before i left i went to dap him up and uh used his hand as an ashtray accidentally with the cigar yo yeah yes. bro what good, is good you doing he's a good sport <laughs> you burnt my boy yeah pause. pause uh he was a good sport though about it and um yeah, but I. That's yeah, crazy. It was, it was. But anyways, it, it was. It was indicative of the time that was had out there because again, it was like it was, that. Yeah, turn up time now, and you were working. You know, probably, and I've had so. I've had homecomings in the past DJing where I'm working all of the time that everybody else is turning up. Right. And by the time you got off of work, you're tired. And you it was done. Yeah. Now and literally, it was like you mentioned right around the third quarter. Um, they were already up by a score of, I think, probably 40 uh, at that point, 42. And um, folks was like, yeah, we out of here. And I just remember, and that's another Tigers first down. Clap, clap. And looking out of the window, and everybody, everybody had left. And they partying now. And I looked up, and that entire row from the just outside the stadium, down past the softball fields, all the way down into where the little, um, the, at the corner lot where their festivities for the tailgate was, was packed with nothing but people. It looks like 1997, bro. Yeah, and I and mean, if you that was put it in perspective, scene. you needed a game zone ticket to get, you know, mm-hmm. again, like how that. it is with, with everyone. So everybody had game Supported. tickets. Everybody yeah. had been there, but then when it was time to party, they were like, and the other Let's thing go. was the time that the game started. 2.30. So, you know, 
by four thirty, the game's decided. Four o'clock, the game is decided, and everybody right. like, let me find my tailgate. And then it was a longer game anyway because it was. Uh, it did actually get bumped up from one of this the streaming networks up to ESPN two again. So that was um, a, a nationally televised game. So there are more national breaks in those games that required like all of the sponsors. And they were like where it would normally be a 30 second timeout. We got now two and a half minutes cause they take, they got to run commercials and pay the bills. And so it definitely was a longer game and people were, you know, taking that time to say, well, it's a couple of extra time while everybody else out here. And, but like just looking from the box, bro, out across that field, it was such. A, I actually took some pictures, man. Okay, it was it was like a beautiful thing. It was a really good time had at homecoming down there. We could put that up in a group. Yeah, got to man. And I actually really want to give a shout out also to the St. John's Islanders down in Charleston, South Carolina. Had an opportunity to go down there and call a game with them for their homecoming. In fact, their centennial homecoming, the one hundredth homecoming of. That high school down there in Charleston, mm. man. Where's Frankie um, Beverly when you need him? <laughs> Listen, but that's that was one of the things that I, I think I called and mentioned to you while I was out there. They had a homecoming zone also at the high school homecoming, which was dope because it was in this big fenced-in field. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they because it was their centennial, they had over 30 different class years represented out there with tents. And they were all just kind of um, cooking out their own food, had some grills. A couple of people just had their dance floors out. And so it was just a vibe in like a little village. It was one of the live high school homecomings I think I had been to in a while. Just and then not even knowing anybody, ended up seeing one Claflin night, um, another person from state. But like really before that, really didn't know anybody else out there. But it was just like a dope vibe. Everybody was oh, just yeah. real cool and chill, man. So yeah. I really enjoyed their homecoming. Them high school homecomings is coming up. I, I wrote to DJ Blaze Radio Show about some of the high school homecomings because PD really has it on lock. And then Char- the low country Wilson, area, I think, is um, whoa. I think the uh, okay. I think the <laughs> hey, you um, relax. I think that the Low Country is coming up as a as a strong second with the with the high school homecomings. And then the thing is, a lot of these legacy acts are getting booked. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Big Shout Daddy to- Canes or. You know, exactly. Chubb Even Rock with or something. Yeah, absolutely. But then they got Patty LaBelle coming for theirs uh, down in so November. There you go. Man, so, so I, I posted this in Carolina Sports Talk. Talk back. Well, go ahead if you have something, please, please. I want to cut you off. Oh, and that's how we're gonna always preface cutting me off. Just go ahead, and get to it. Just get get right to it. Now you good? Go ahead. <laughs> you certain? Sweet. I mean, seriously, if you, no, nah, I'm not going to drag this on. But anyways, <laughs> College Football Network um, has a ranking. I don't, hope that this is official, but I posted this in uh, Carolina Sports Talk, Talk Back, uh, our Facebook page, uh, interactive Facebook page, by the way, so check us out and interact. But, um, no, <laughs> it has the, it has the, uh, the HBCU 15. Um, and it's showing us uh, North Carolina Central ranked at number one, Florida A&M, and number two, Benedict Tigers, number three, Virginia State mm. is number four, uh, and Virginia Union is number five. So I'll just do the top five there. Um, you know, Fort Valley State's out there in the top ten. Um, Jackson State's at number ten, notably. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the rankings. And then also, notably, Allen is there at number twelve. Um, as well, so the big matchup looming on November the fourth between those two, uh, and that's going to be out there in Columbia. And, whatnot. Yep, Charlie W. Johnson Stadium, yeah. home of the Tigers. Now you, you mentioned in the polls, the AFCA, which is one that is 
most notably um, the coaches poll. So the coaches of the Division II um, have the Benedict Tigers ranked as the number five team in the country. So that's definitely some, you know, we've got to give some love and recognition for the Tigers, man. They, they, they just consistently playing high it. levels of football. Um, I didn't calculate it this week. I didn't want to add that high, honestly. But they are um, still the number one scoring defense in the country. Um, and significantly, again, getting that respect. So um, shout out to the Tigers, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I respect the, their approach to excellence uh, where it's it's something that they prepared for um, and that they're, they're expecting because of um, a combination of their faith and that they prepared uh, to get to this point. So shout out to them for consistently uh, putting out a good product out there on the football field. Uh, moving from the gridiron, though, to the hardwood pause. Uh, hey, this is opening night for the NBA. Um, shout out to yeah, man. <laughs> it's been a while since we've been able to use that um, sound bite or sound effect. But yeah, there's two games that are starting the NBA off this evening. Um, first, out there in Colorado, the Denver Nuggets are hosting the LA Lakers. They're currently up. 101 to 90 um, 91 now Yeah, and, and Live updates for you guys um, And then In a little bit here The Warriors will play the Suns um, Also The Nuggets Had their ring ceremony So they got mm-hmm. to uh, Give out their championship rings And everything like that Yeah Hold we can on, go ahead And fade that out that, a little bit <laughs> I, was say, no, actually, you know, I was getting ready to cut it Because uh, you said They're getting their Ring celebrations so I just wanted to go ahead and give them a very special message on behalf of all of the La- uh, Los Angeles Lakers fans. Happy birthday to him. I don't care. Good luck. Y'all heard him scrambling while he was trying to find that, <laughs> by the way. They did not Salty hear him scrambling. In fact, Los Angeles it was played Lakers off well. Fan. Listen. Uh, and the score is 103 to 91 currently. Uh, live updates, folks. But anyway, so yeah, the Suns and Warriors will be playing. Uh, a couple just hot button topics with the NBA that I wanted to bring up with you. Um, Wemby and Wembyama, uh, the 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 frenzy that was during the summer. What you've seen in the preseason, is he ready and uh, will he sustain uh, throughout the season? I think he is ready. Um... I don't think that there are many who can restrict his offensive ability. He'll probably get run over in defenses, but in offense, they're not going to be able to stop him. And when he gets a little bit more wherewithal, he'll be better on the defensive end as well. I am concerned, however, about him being able to stay healthy. As I mentioned, they're going to run him over and realizing that he is going to be um, a bit more fragile if we're being transparent. They're going to try to, until he bulks up and is able to sustain, much the same way that folks talked about Kevin Durant, when he first came in, he's not bulked up tremendously, but he has become a much better defender uh, strategically. And so I think that's going to be kind of the similar path. But with bodies aren't made to stretch and be that big and long without injury. And so, Agreed. unfortunately, I think there, it is an inevitability that he will not be able to rest or relax the entire season. Cue up that new uh, soundbite that you, that you put out there. Um, but exactly. All right. So um, <laughs> that's appropriate because I was speaking about his health um, earlier. Um, and yeah, I agree. There's um, just not a good track record of very, you know, tall men, um, athletes, you know, s- s- uber tall or whatever. Very, s- it's super tall that have like 
a longevity in the game um, without injuries and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, and then the, Feet and knees. the balance, yeah, the balance that you deal with is um, with that Kevin Durant effect. From Kevin Durant, and you, let's say Giannis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had to do the same thing that Kevin Durant had to do. Then you had Chet Holmgren more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so these like lanky, tall, very skinny players is kind of becoming like that that new norm as far as body size pause that you're looking for as far as a team. Um, the gummies. And yeah, that are, that are like athletic and very skilled. Um, so what you would tell him is to, you know, add bulk or add weight. But when you think about it, being 7'6", or whatever height he is, we look at the frame, but he's probably a good 330 or something, maybe? Or That boy is no? not nobody 300 pounds. You know, I mean, so, but, okay, well, what are we just saying then? Mid twos? High twos? Bro, I'm, I'm looking know, it up, because in my I, mind, I, I would probably say he's probably maybe 230. 7'6 uh, is a lot. Of- 209. That's scary. <laughs> this is what I'm telling That's you. Scary. Yeah, nah, no, like, because bigger frames can <clears throat> hold more weight. You hear me? But no, like, right. you can look at his veins in his legs and tell he's hungry. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? Nah, bro. Okay, okay, that was egregious of me, but still, I, I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is, you know, even throughout, again, the career and stuff like that, when you are gaining weight, to your point right now, you're moving around on the 209, which is crazy. Even if they try to get him to 240 or something like that, that's a crazy difference to be moving around with. Or and even, like and, and exactly. And your body, even at its that size, wouldn't be able to support that extra weight. And now you've, we've talked about it with other athletes. When you adjust with what that machine is used to running at its peak optimism or op. So I'm thinking of like a Jokic size then. I'm sorry. All right. Yes. Jokic could be three bills. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I'm tripping on that. But yeah, nah. He probably three. Jokic probably 320. Let's go ahead and find out real quick. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, go ahead. No. And uh, so outside of that, you know, uh, you had some injuries going on with the Warriors where Draymond Green's going to be out tonight. Um, On the other side, though, there's a couple of questionable injuries with the Suns, but Draymond Green, we know, is going to be out, which puts. Which puts. Oh, okay. Which puts Chris Paul, that's crazy that I had Wemby heavier than Jokic <laughs> but, um, in my mind. Which, But that puts um, Chris Paul in the starting lineup this evening. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts against the Suns? I think Your it was thoughts? one of a previous episode's word association. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I, yeah nah. <laughs> After I put Chris Paul in my top five and he did what he did. I don't care nothing. Uh, <laughs> and it's recorded, he, y'all. Listen, he's archive. salty, right? Yeah, he emotional. Yeah, smooth. Well, shout out again to the NBA. You got some good games coming on tomorrow as well. Um, but <clears throat> I wanted to go ahead and get to uh, one of the good old faithful segments of the of the um, episode. That's a big deal. Uh-huh. That ain't no thing. Big deal, no thing. So we're gonna. Go ahead and start this off. Uh, I'm going to read the headline. Y'all know the game. We're going to tell you if it's a big deal or no thing. Uh, Colts' Jim Ayersay says, 
Tom Brady should have to pay more than $175 million for Raiders' share. Uh, to give a little bit of back, well, I'm going to say it's a big deal. Okay. That's a big deal. I'm going to also say it's a big deal. That's a big deal. You want to give the context? Uh, lightly, um, but <laughs> everybody knows Indianapolis Colts owner and um, Irish pub frequenter Jim Ursay uh, believes that Tom Brady's being offered too large of a discount for a minority share in the Las Vegas Raiders. Um you know, he's offering Brady, excuse me, Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, is offering Brady a 10% share of the team uh, for a quote-unquote discounted price. Um, and Not quote-unquote, it's definitely discounted. <laughs> right. Because at their um, current value, 10% right. should it's cost about 500. 525, right. and was, 525, is it you said? Yeah. I knew it was over 500. <laughs> but yeah, because um, again, the Raiders' worth right now is $6.2 billion per yeah, Forbes. So crazy. Um, yeah, he's pretty much calling out and whistleblowing, gatekeep not gatekeeping, but whistleblowing. No. Okay, so um, you're gonna go ahead. <laughs> so I say it's a big deal because just like you were telling the entire story of just now. Um, first of all, for Jim Mersey, who often represents the the interests of the owners, he speaks for them. Him, Jerry Jones, are the two more of the vocal ones that kind of are 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 the figureheads or the outward faces of those owners. And so for him to say that. He either automatically has and or without any other person coming out is kind of standing for all of the other owners when he says that. And if you think about it, that's wild that at that level, you would give that type of person that kind of a discount. That's literally not I don't want to say nepotism, but that's the kind of basically the good old boy system right there. But at a million dollar level, because in 10 years. That could be worth billions. And oh, so, it's going to be. See what I'm saying? That's ridiculous, man. And so it's going to be. I say it's a big deal because <clears throat> for y'all to do that out in the open where ain't nobody going to yeah, think, you right, know what I'm saying? Right. That's, that's, that's flawed. But shout out to Ursay, who's normally trash on some instances, saying, nah, I can't even let y'all do that. Exactly. Um, and shout out to Ursay. I, I feel as well it's a big deal. Um, all the reasons that I had pre-elocuted for whatever reason, but and then that you <laughs> had when I said, but... Um, yeah, especially with the point um, being like that it was done out in the open. Um, right. And uh, I think as soon as Tom Brady attaches his name to the Raiders, he knows that the value will shoot up immediately anyways. Immediately. Um, so, yeah, it, <clears throat> that was certainly a big deal. Um, I want to move on to the next one here. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, actually gets his extension uh, today. Um a big deal or no thing? That's a big deal. I'm gonna say big deal as well. That's a big deal. So, uh, real quick, Greek feet, Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo signed a three-year extension of 186 million dollars uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. You want to go ahead? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, first of all, $63 million a year is wild. Shout out to Giannis, boy. I say it's a big deal just because my boy getting butter, man. Go ahead on. I don't even like you. Now your team. Don't think y'all going to win another one. And if you do, we'll forget about that one, too. But uh, shout out to that check, though, bro. Yeah. Um, again, I say it's a big deal. I think the uh, Milwaukee is actually... Um, 
exhibiting some integrity, like where they kind of showed him that, hey, we're we're trying for you. Uh, and, you know, that there's kind of a, a symbiotic thing as much as you help us out. We're going to go ahead and help you out and, and try mm-hmm. to provide you with the pieces that to make you successful. And uh, they, they went and did that. And then they they went ahead and locked in the cornerstone of the of the um, franchise right now. Uh, when you think about some of the giants that they're going to have to face, uh, Jokic, uh, Wembyama, you know, I think uh, what do they have Brook Brook Lopez still, mm-hmm. yeah. So like they're gonna they're gonna need and then they're gonna need the healthy Giannis and uh, available Giannis and as you know to have any kind of shot. So uh, with this in mind and with our current um, status, I guess as tied right now, I am going to. Create a new trivia for you here in the NBA, and this is just going to be one round. It's going to be. I'm about to say we're in big deal, no thing. We're not even in. I know. NBA. I'm jumping. I'm making something up real quick. Because I, I don't have nothing to counter. Okay. So let's just make this for fun. Because I don't have anything. To <laughs> well, cool. I'm gonna do it anyway. All right. So I'm gonna give you three players, and I'm gonna give you three weights, and you match the player to the weight. All right. Here we go. First up, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Next. Joel Embiid. And lastly, Anthony Davis. The three weights, 254 pounds, 243 pounds, and 280 pounds. All right. Embiid is 280. Giannis is 243. And AD is 254. Why not? How you get mad because you get it right? <laughs> so, all right. Bravo, bravo. I guess. Right. We'll go back and forth. Uh, you know, where. Yeah, exactly. I'm a sour winner. Poor winner. Sore winner. Are you done? Back to big exactly. deal. Exactly. No interrupted my segment, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> the last uh, the last topic on big deal, no thing, no. The Las Vegas Aces become the first repeat WNBA champs in 21 years. Uh, big deal, no thing. What you say? Oh, big deal. Another. Oh, all right. You want to... <laughs> what do you say? Another. <laughs> or what say you, rather? That's a big deal. That's what you said? Nah, that ain't no thing. I am going to swing the other way. All Pause. Right. Yep. All right. So, um, whenever it comes to... Uh, first, first things first. Congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces. They uh, beat the New York Liberty seventy to sixty nine, um, and won the series three to one. Um, Asia Wilson, uh, Columbia, South Carolina's very own, she got her MVP. And um, yeah, they they did their thing. Uh, Two time champions. It's I think it's why a is huge it a big deal? deal. No, go ahead, my fault. Yeah, no, I just think that it's a huge deal for the marketing of the sport. Um, we know what the Lakers did as far as um, branding that and the three-peats and things like that. So it's great to to build the sport up to even say that you have a two-time champ. For all of those reasons, I acknowledge and give them a shout-out, and I do, again, want to give them a shout-out for winning the chip. Shout-out to Vegas Aces. I say it's not a thing because when you expect excellence, when you 
are that type of team, that is what you ought to be doing. I, I acknowledge it, give it re- the respect it deserves, but not anything because I am waiting on them to three-peat. They'll have the healthy um, healthy Candace Parker back next year. Um, and just the all-star, man, you said it yourself, Gamecock's own. She, she's a monster. She's was robbed of the MVP this year. So, now nah, I expect level of excellence, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the three-peat. Yeah, yeah, uh, they dominated. Shout out to the New York Liberty for a fantastic season. I uh, did want to, uh, again, you know, just highlight that and, and you know, what they're doing out there uh, with the WNBA. Now, all of that being said, though, uh, I did want to kind of wrap us up. But beforehand, you know, one of the things that we do a lot is say pause on this show for whatever reason. Desmond Howard, did you see his clip? No. That he had on game day when he was ref- <clears throat> was referring to the quarterback of one, I want to say, Washington State. So, yeah, he just had a major pause moment uh, this this week. And the crazy thing is he mispronounced, uh, I believe. He, he didn't have to pronounce homie's last name this way. But is it Washington's uh, quarterback? I want to say uh, the University of Washington. Yeah, Michael Penix, if you will, or as some say, Penix. Uh, but, yeah, Desmond Howard was va- was wild flagrant for his um, – I just wanted to call that out, man. You was, you was, you was disrespectful, bro. He said he's waiting for the big energy from Penix. You didn't. You didn't see this clip at all. No, it wasn't in that order. But yeah, that's. No, nah, that's unfortunate. Nah. Yeah, he was flagrant on national TV. Hold on one second. <laughs> that's just that's just crazy to me. This guy's just. And I know. Hold on. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and play the clip. That big Phoenix energy. He's going to bring that big Phoenix energy. He's going to bring that big Phoenix energy. He was with. Yay! Yo! Was that had to have been intentional, bro? Like a failed attempt to be co- like, wow, my boy! Shout out to Desmond Howard, man, for just being wild. You I recording guess. right now? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, nah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to this that guy. That was the clip, bro. <laughs> nah, that like like I said, wild, flagrant. <laughs> Yo. So, anyways, on that note, Big Cliff, did you have any ever, anything else for the audience this week, though? Um, nah, man. Got anything going on? Listen, big things happening out here, man. So, if you are a potential college student looking to major in business, hit me up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net, for the potential chance at earning scholarship money to college. Real stuff. I'm back. I'm back in my college in my college bag. So you know. Am I here, Cliff, trying to get mm, folks keeping it anonymous or Nah, Clinton College. We okay, out here. All right, all right. You know I'm saying? Saying? I am like the director of admissions. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that has an air horn or something too. That's what's up, man. Congratulations, bro. Appreciate you, appreciate you. Yeah, that's the new gig. So um now nah, real rap. I got I'm I finding out I'm, I've got scholarship money, so I'm like 
Real life trying to make some things happen for some folks. So if y'all know anybody who is looking to come to an HBCU, looking to get a great education and experience, hit me up. Tell them to holler at me and we'll see about getting them to Clinton, get some cheerleaders, basketball, athletics, a- academics. We out here. Let's go. That's what's up, man. Shout out to Clinton College, yo. And um, yeah, man, we appreciate y'all for joining us this week. So it's <laughs> been another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. I mean, yeah, you can always tell your smart speaker to also play. Carolina Sports Talk. Shaman, DJ Highstar. Fiend. Let he that have an ear, let him hear. Nah, wrong show. We out. <laughs>